So greetings, Bloom listeners. I hope you're well, and I trust that the Lord has been with you. I'm Isabella Moora, and I'm going. I'm continuing with a <coughs> devotion series where we look at Bible characters and what they can teach us uh, from their lives. So let us pray, Heavenly Father, as we look at, we continue to look at men and women uh, whose lives are documented in the Bible. We want to thank you for the account of their lives, Lord because we can learn something from them and there is something that they, 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 they can teach us and Lord I have faith that you desire that we would emulate them and learn these things that we may also um, do these things in our lives as empowered by you. I release myself to you Lord even as I teach this word may you be glorified in Jesus name I pray. Amen. So today we are looking at Joseph and Joseph whose story is given in Genesis chapter 35 all the way up to chapter 50 uh, is normally taught uh, especially in Sunday school as a young man who was committed to the Lord, who worked hard, who was excellent in everything that he did and rose from the position of being a slave, a prisoner, to becoming the second in command in a foreign country in this Egypt. But there is something that Joseph can teach us that is not always highlighted, and this is reconciliation. <clears throat> now, reconciliation is a word that is a mainstay in our media. Conflict between communities, countries, states, business empires, or business competitors is part of our world. You won't go a day without hearing about the conflict between a group of people, individuals, communities, families, uh, regions. This is something uh, that is common, something that we don't even think about a lot. But though opportunities to reconcile are available, we sadly hear more of things like this, like heightened security, the rearming of soldiers, um, securing of border points, renewed conflicts or retaliatory attacks. When we see this and when conflict becomes a common or continues to become to be a common theme in our media, is there hope for reconciliation in a world that takes revenge seriously? Is there any hope for people or countries or regions to reconcile Yes, and the Bible gives us a confirmation to the life of Joseph that there is hope. And Joseph, this young and godly man in a foreign land, models this very well. You see, Joseph was a man who was greatly aggrieved. What happened to Joseph was really bad. He went through a lot. His, the larger account of his life was, was going through unfair treatment. Yet, this same guy who was greatly aggrieved chose to forgive greatly as well. He chose to uh, cast aside the heart, the pain, um, the anger, the disappointment, and many other emotions and, 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 and feelings he rightly felt to forgive those who had perpetrated very unkind things to him. You see, he had every reason to avenge himself. In our world today, our movies portray 
um, revenge and it's something that we celebrate um, and most of the time the character who is uh, avenging himself has a good reason he has a solid reason and we can say that joseph had a good reason and a solid as a good and solid reason to avenge himself he also had the opportunity when his brothers went to egypt he had a good opportunity to do that i'd also say that he had the might and the machinery imagine being uh, going through uh, a really bad uh, situation with someone and then the table stand and you're in a position to do or return the favor so to speak you see he was a prime minister in second in command any any anything he said would be done without question if he chose to execute his brothers imprison them torture them no one would have questioned his decision so for joseph greatly aggrieved great for giving greatly what was the secret and what empowered this choice Let's take a quick review of Joseph's life as documented in the chapters and the chapters are mentioned are Genesis chapter 35 going all the way sorry Genesis chapter 37 going all the way to chapter 50 Now Joseph was the 11th son of Jacob Jacob had 12 sons uh, who became the 12 tribes of Egypt and he was also the first son of his beloved wife Rachel Going back into Genesis, we we see that Jacob went to stay with his uncle Laban and met his uh, Laban's daughter uh, uh, Rachel, and he loved her, and he worked for seven years, uh, agreeing with the father that he would have her hand in marriage. But Laban tricked um, Jacob on his wedding night. instead giving him his first daughter Leah and, and and Jacob would have to work another seven years uh, so that he would marry the second daughter of his uncle Laban and his Rachel and he loved Rachel but Rachel uh, took time before the Lord gave her children and that's how Joseph would become the 11th son um, of, of 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 Jacob and Rachel In addition to this, Jacob loved Joseph more than all his sons. He favored his son and he did, he did not hide his love for him. He even showed it by making him an ornate coat. Uh, they say a coat of many colors. It was probably a coat with large sleeves and pockets. And that kind of coat at the time was given to someone in authority. Uh, I wonder whether Jacob had a revelation that his son would would later become an important man um a, a leader a great leader but at this time Jacob was just showering his love uh to his son and expressing his favoritism openly but to the dismay of the other sons now sadly what was happening was that as he did this his other sons were not very happy and they were jealous because they too probably desired uh, to be loved by their father the way he loved Joseph now for Joseph he would then receive some revelation through dreams two dreams which the lord 
uh, gave him. Uh, Joseph was likely to be a, have been a bit younger and maybe not very wise because he foolishly shared this dream with his brothers. And when he did so, they even hated him more. They hated him all the more. And the Bible gives uh, an account of that. So one day, uh, was sent uh, by his father to to take food to his brothers who were herding uh, the father's flock a bit far off, and maybe to check on them after the the unfortunate act in, in Shechem, where Simeon and Levi attacked and killed the men of the city. The brothers saw him and they plotted to kill him. They called him a dreamer and they were not very happy with him. However, Reuben, the firstborn son of, of Jacob and, uh, and Leah, um, challenged his brothers not to do that. And so they threw him in a cistern or a dry well. And when Reuben was away, the brothers quickly sold him uh, to Ishmaelite traders who took him to Egypt. What looked like an extremely uh, cruel thing to do because it was um, would set off a series of events that God allowed and orchestrated uh, towards a greater future that Joseph could not see at the time. Joseph was bought as a slave and, and, and he was working in Potiphar's house and while there the Lord was with him but just as the Lord was with him the eye of his master's wife was on him and she tried uh, to get him into a sexual relationship which he declined and this uh, would see this woman turn against Joseph and accuse him of attempting to defile her or rape her and he was thrown into the king's prison. Again at this time no one could understand what God was doing by allowing Joseph to go through this very cruel um, handling uh, in the home of a man who he, who he respected and worked hard for. In the king's prison, he would meet the chief baker and the chief cupbearer, two men who worked for Pharaoh and who had been thrown into prison for not doing what was right. They had dreams and Joseph interpreted their dreams. And three days afterwards, Exactly what Joseph had interpreted happened. The chief cupbearer was restored to his position while the chief baker was killed. Uh, two years passed and, and the cupbearer had forgotten Joseph's request that when he goes before Pharaoh to remember him. And probably at the time Joseph only thought of being released. He didn't think more or beyond just being freed. But God had more planned for him. And then uh, Pharaoh got two dreams that got him extremely worried. And when he sought the the wise counsel of his the, the counsel of his wise men, the magicians and fortune tellers, they could not interpret his dreams. And then so the cupbearer remembered Joseph and had him brought before Pharaoh and Joseph interpreted the dreams. What I like about Joseph was that he recognized God when he told Pharaoh that God will interpret the dreams for you. And he interpreted the dreams and gave a course of action 
in his wisdom uh, probably having learned a few things here and there as he moved along from Potiphar's house uh, into the prison where he had positions of authority. And when he gave his recommendation that Pharaoh should appoint someone to um, keep you know, what, what the dreams that, uh, the, that Pharaoh had were of uh, fat cows that would be swallowed up by thin cows, were fat uh, ears of corn or the, uh, of wheat, that's the wheat, the wheat plant, the, the fat wheat would be swallowed up by the, the, you know, the thin and, and haggardly looking uh, ears of corn. And, and, and Joseph interpreted to, to Pharaoh that they would have, Egypt would have seven years of abundant uh, harvest or bumper harvest, followed by seven years of famine. And so Pharaoh was, was advised by Joseph to store enough food during the seven years of abundance to carry the nation through the seven years of famine, which would be very, very severe. He also recommended to Pharaoh that he should appoint someone to do this. But Pharaoh, Pharaoh so recognized the wisdom in Joseph and appointed him second in command. Um, from there we see a lot of wonderful things happening for Joseph. He moved from a prison, he woke up in a prison but slept in the palace. He had a new position and God honored him in a way and at a time that he least expected. He was given a wife, uh, he, 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 his, his life was transformed overnight. And soon after he set off to do that which the Lord had commanded, storing grain uh, for the seven years of famine. And due to the fact that the very thing that the Lord had revealed through Pharaoh's dreams happened, seven years came when the Egyptians were able to um, put together a bumper harvest. And then seven years followed when famine uh, affected Egypt and, and the world, and people started coming to Egypt to get green. And at this time, Jacob asked his sons to go down to Egypt and, uh, and get some green. In this time, Joseph would meet and recognize his brothers, learn that his father was still alive and able to understand the circumstances. And, and Joseph revealed himself to his brothers and, and moved his family from where they were uh, and, they settled, and they came and settled um, in Egypt. You see, God was working in Joseph and his circumstances to do much more than save his family. It is because of Joseph's senior position that the nation of Israel would flourish and grow. The nation of Israel started from Jacob and his 12 sons, but it is in this season that the Lord chose to bless them and, 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 and grow this nation and start this nation and grow it. God also was working in Joseph's heart. The years that he had gone through the prison and Potiphar's house and, and eventually working as a Pharaoh's second in command, would see God work in Joseph's heart, allowing him to release his bitterness and forgive his brothers 
for what they had done. Joseph on his part trusted in God and would eventually see God's grand scheme of things which is given in chapter 45 verse 7 which says that but God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. Then the work, the, the covenant that the Lord had made with Abraham going on to Isaac and Jacob was continuing now when God said that uh, he would from from Abraham would come many descendants as many as the stars uh, in the sky and the sand in the seas. This was God working through an extremely painful situation to move his gospel forward to do that which he had promised um, uh, the patriarch Abraham and all those who came after him uh, that he would do. When we look at our lives, when we look at conflict, when we look at some of the things that God um, allows, we may never fully understand why he does that. Uh, we may never fully understand why he allows those who are closest to us to wrong us, to hurt us in the way they do, to, to do things that are extremely unpleasant. However, we can trust in a perfectly good God working us and through these situations for his greater good. Remember, God's greater good is not just for himself, it's for us as humanity. In some of these very difficult situations, God works in amazing and miraculous ways. At the heart of Christ's death on the cross is reconciliation, which Joseph models perfectly. It was Christ's, um, it was God's will, and, and Christ, uh, and in through Christ's obedience, that humanity was reconciled with God uh, from a, a once and from an unbroken from a broken relationship, which was now restored, which is now restored through Jesus Christ. In the same vein, God desires that we be reconciled to those that we are at loggerheads with. It's not God's joy to see conflict, to see war, to see infighting in families, in, in communities, in, in between countries. It is not God's desire to see conflict. He has modeled uh, reconciliation through his son and even through the life of, of Joseph. And he desires that we too be agents of reconciliation um, in wherever he's placed us. My question to you is, uh, which broken relationship in, in your family, with a friend or friends, in the workplace, in your community, or even in your church, is God calling you to reconcile? Who in particular has God singled out and is calling you to reconcile with? Could it be a parent whom you're estranged with, a sibling, a relative, um, maybe there's a difficult relationship wherever he's placed you in, or there's a dynamic that's extremely difficult. Which of these relationships is God highlighting or calling you to reconcile? And how will you depend on God to do this? God calls us to do this not in our strength, but in his strength. 
He has the power and ability to work not only in and through us, but also in the other person or the other groups of people, depending on who is reconciling with you. What could change if you approach life with a heart uh, that leans towards reconciliation? We live in a, in a time when everyone walks around with a chip on their shoulder. If something happens to me, I'm quick to desire to fight back, to defend myself, to sometimes even just going for what I, I feel I deserve or, 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 or I want and doing things that are not good. A, re, a reconciliatory approach challenges the selfish and sometimes self-preserving uh, way of life that many of us have adopted. What change would there be if you had, if you aligned, you know, your heart with God in as far as reconciliation is concerned? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the uh, for, for this gift of reconciliation. I call it a gift because, Lord, in our strength, we can't do it. We don't have the ability to right wrongs neither do we have the ability to heal ourselves when we are wrong. You, Lord, are the healer of broken hearts, the reconciler of broken relationships. You are the one who has the power and the ability and the love to unite that which was broken. And in the same way, Lord, that you've drawn us unto yourself, your Son, Jesus Christ, would you do a new work in us and do reveal, Lord, where we we have done something to hurt another person and we uh, have broken a, a relationship or where we may be uh, taking on your position, avenging ourselves or trying to fix that which you have called us to live in your hands. I pray that you'll change us and release us into your hands, Lord, and, and, and wait on you, trust you, Lord, uh, to do that which you can do. Only only you can do. For this is in Jesus' name.